If you're a veteran or military spouse of an early stage startup or small business and feel like you're making it up as you go, then you've come to the right place. Welcome to The Transition, where we demystify the entrepreneur experience for veterans and military spouses who've already made or are looking to make the transition from the military into entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Iron Mike Stedman, the voice of The Bunker. I'm a Marine Corps veteran, social entrepreneur, and member of the Bunker Labs branding team. In this episode of The Transition, I talk about the difference between raising capital and going to market with a tech product versus a traditional small business. Depending on which route you go, it's going to dictate the strategy you need to apply in order to set yourself up for long-term and sustainable success. Before we get into the show, I need you to subscribe to the Transition Newsletter at the link in the show notes. If there's a topic you'd like me to cover on the show or in the newsletter, shoot me an email at mike.stedman at bunkerlabs.org or message me directly on LinkedIn at Iron Mike Stedman. I'd also greatly appreciate it if you'd purchase a copy of my book, Black Veteran Entrepreneur, Validate Your Business Model, Build Your Brand, and Step Into Greatness, which is available on Amazon. This episode of The Transition is brought to you by MetLife Foundation and their commitment to supporting veteran and military spouse entrepreneurs. In addition, MetLife Foundation also provides mentorship, financial health resources to veterans and military spouses transitioning into the workforce. As always, I hope you enjoyed today's show and that accelerates you on your own entrepreneurial journey. What is going on, Bunker? Thanks for tuning in to another edition of my show. I'm excited to talk to you all today about a topic I've been wanting to cover on the show, but finally decided to pull the trigger today. And that's the difference between building a startup, particularly around a technology product, versus a traditional small business. When I first entered this entrepreneurial ecosystem in 2017, there was a lot of terms and lingo that was getting thrown around that I didn't quite understand, right? Because when I left the military in 2015, I didn't know anything about like tech entrepreneurship or anything, particularly terms such as using venture to describe a business. I remember being at Stanford Knight being like, what the heck is a venture? And then one of my peers in the program, you know, explained to me that it was just another way to describe business. Now, one of the things you're seeing is a lot of talk about products and titles, right? So you have product marketing and product managers, and it can be confusing because you're like, well, what the heck is a product? And one of the reasons we're talking about this today is because depending on which route you go with your entrepreneurial journey, it's going to be important that you follow the right strategy. And the strategy of going to market for a product, like building a SaaS, a SaaS platform, you know, software as a service, versus like a brick and mortar store. And I never want to come on this platform and assume people are as formed as I am because I live and breathe this every day. And I know we have a lot of listeners that are, you know, just starting to get their feet wet in their own entrepreneurial journey. And so I figured what the heck, let's go over it today. And so I've, I've figured I'd start by reading a quote or from an interview with Mark Andreessen, who is the co-founder of Netscape and a general partner at one of the world's most renowned venture capital firms, Andreessen Horowitz, commonly referred to as A16Z. Mark Andreessen wrote the book, The Hard Things About Hard Things, which is a fantastic book. And in an interview with Business Insider, the interviewee was talking to Mark about, hey, you know, these venture capitalists and the tech space has been emphasizing products, which is kind of confusing to people versus like how we think about, you know, business. And there's this tension there. And when addressing the tension, Mark said this, we don't believe there's a tension between product and business. We believe there's a staging, which is this. In the tech industry, 
You don't have a business until you have a product. And in particular, you don't have a business until you have a product that a lot of people want. We have this concept where we use this term product market fit, which is basically you have a product that the market wants and you can tell because the market is pulling the product. And until you have that, time spent building a business around the product is pointless because it's not gonna go anywhere. When you have a product market fit, then you build a company around it. And so what he's getting at is, a lot of you all wanna build technology apps, right? You got a great idea for app, okay, cool. Well, the first thing you need to do is actually validate that there's a market need for the app that you wanna build. And a lot of your attention is gonna be, give, is gonna be focused around building that initial, common referred to as MVP, minimum viable product. So instead of trying to build out a sales team, trying to build crazy overhead, like renting out office spaces and all this other stuff, tech entrepreneurs need to focus solely on building the product versus let's say you have a brick and mortar store, right? Maybe you want to open up a coffee stand, coffee shop, lemonade stand, something, you know, you want to open up a gym and maybe even let's say you want to open up a digital agency like me. Uh, you know, I produce content at Ironbound Media. We're a podcast production company and brand strategy firm. We have products that we sell, which are packaged it, packages of, of podcasts and branding services, but that's drastically different from like a tech product. And one of the, the things I'm noticing in our space is people are getting confused because for products, 99.9% .9 of the time, you want to name the business and the product as the same thing. Okay. So give you an example, right? Whenever I'm, you know, doing some project management, I use Notion, right? So that's where I put all my agenda and everything for my team. So Notion is a product. Okay. Other products we use, we use Slack. Okay. We use email. Okay. We use Google Docs. Two of those are both products, you know, by Google or now Alphabet, whatever they call themselves. Um, what other products do I got on my screen? I'm looking here. Loom another product, all right? Zoom, another product. Each of those are tech products, okay? Versus like, I don't know, when I go to, let me see, business, right? Roadcaster, okay? I don't even know if that's the name of the company, but I use the Roadcaster Pro, but they got so many different products that I can buy from them that they distribute it. But for tech, again, you wanna focus on that, that single product. And the reason this is important to understand is because for tech startups, if you're trying to raise capital, you're actually raising funding for the product. Okay, you've got to nail the product. A lot of times, right, people want you to have traction already. They actually also want you to have a technical co-founder, which is someone that can actually build the physical, pro not physical, but build the product um, because it's a pain in the ass to outsource that development. And now don't get me wrong, some people are able to do it, but it's a lot of money. And I spend a lot of time consuming content from Y Combinator, particularly from Michael Siebel. I think he's the managing partner of a Y Combinator. And he says like 99% of the time, right, they're looking for a technical co-founder. And so your pitch deck, right, all that is built around the product. And if you don't understand this, again, you're going to F up your go-to-market strategy because you're trying to validate that this thing actually worked, that this thing actually is able to deliver the value that you promised to customers. and I'll give you another example, okay, for, for products, right? When here at Bunker Labs, behind the scenes, we communicate back and forth through Microsoft Teams, okay? And at first, they switched over to Teams like two years ago, right? From like Slack and some of these other channels. 
And I was a little frustrated by it because like I had never used teens before and I didn't really see the need behind it. I felt like it was just another kind of pain in the ass. Right. Then yesterday I was talking with the director of marketing for Bunker Labs, Carrie. Sir. Shout out to Carrie. And I get so easy to communicate with her because I just communicate with her via Microsoft Teams. If I need to jump on a video call with her, it's through Teams. If I need to send a chat, it's through Teams. If I need to upload a document or photos, it's through Teams. Now contrast that with what I run with me and my team, okay? We've got Slack, Notion, Zoom, Pipedrive. We got all these different products. And it hit me that, damn, that's, real, that's the real benefit of Microsoft Teams is it's like this centralized source. And I know that there's even like this benefit on the cybersecurity side of the house of protecting data and protecting information that it's able to do. And so then it hit me, man. I'm like, damn, maybe I should look at Microsoft Teams. I see the value of that particular product, whereas I, I didn't see that before. And the thing is, like, that is a product that has probably a lot of people on the Microsoft side of the house working on. All right. They got a product managers. They've got customer service. They've got all these different roles and responsibilities focus solely on that individual product to make sure it runs efficiently. And Microsoft has all kind of other crazy things that they're doing as well. They're making computers, right? They got their internet explorers. All of those are different products that require their own support and funding, et cetera, et cetera. Now, Microsoft is a big organization, okay? So they can afford just to, you know, they're just freaking large and, and they have so much so many people focused on these different products that they have out into the marketplace versus like you all, a lot of bootstrap entrepreneurs, um, you're not going to you're not going to have the same level of support. That's why it's really important to kind of focus on that one individual product. And again, just like Microsoft Teams, there still needs to be support staff for your product. You probably got to jump in there early on and handle a lot of the support. But then as you start to raise capital, you're going to have to have you know support for that. And so. Again, as you're starting to go to market, right, and you're doing all your positioning, right, it's all to a successful product. And when you're selling your story to investor, they need to see that this product is going to get them a huge return on investment because that's what they want to see. When they're talking about scale, right, everything scale, 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 right, they want to know that, like, you can build this thing and sell it like a bazillion times, essentially. And when you're raising that capital, you're investing in the distribution, you're investing in the, the uh, refining the product, right? You're gonna have to recruit product managers and product market market product marketing specialists and all these different things all around that single product. And remember what I said before about naming the company and the product as the same thing. That's super important because you think about Facebook, right? For like, I think Facebook came out in like, oh, six, six, oh, oh no, it was before that. Facebook comes out, right? And Facebook was known as Facebook for like, 10 to 12 years, I think. And then more recently, they leveled up and called themselves Meta. Okay. Why do they do that? Because Facebook was buying up so many different social media platforms, Instagram, which is a product, WhatsApp, which is a product, Snapchat product, right? That they're buying up all these different platforms, these different products in the social media space that now they were comfortable enough to level themselves up. And now the company is actually Meta and the Facebook is just one of their many products that they offer to the marketplace. And then you think about Google too. Google is called like Alphabet now. Same thing. They were known as Google for the longest and then they leveled themselves up. And so when you're coming out the gate swinging and you say, oh, we're, you have your company name and that you're trying to offer all these different products that you're going to kind of build out of the company, 
like you're confusing to the investors and you're confusing people like me that are going to be sneezers for your product, right? Because I need to be able to clearly articulate who you are, like what your company is and what you do. And that's so e that's so much easier when you name the, the, the company and the product as the same thing early on. Because when I talk to people and they're like, our company is this, but we're, it's a completely different name from the product. And then they're, they're talking about offering all these different products. And they like, they don't even have any money yet. They haven't even raised capital. They haven't demonstrated enough traction. And so you're not really setting yourself up for success long-term. And so when we're talking about all that customer discovery and design thinking, like even on my way to my podcast studio this morning, I was listening to Jake Knapp's Sprint, which is a, a framework and an approach to testing and validating ideas that are typically around the product. And so again, this is something that is, I consider this what's called a non-obvious insight. Like you have to be in the know to know. And again, as y'all are making this transition into entrepreneurship, this lingo and the way things are, the different strategies that you need to take, depending on which business model you go after, is really important to know. And so that's really what we're getting at. We're talking about business models, right? The business model and go-to-market strategy is a little different for tech products versus like your traditional small businesses. Because again, at Ironbound Media, we offer multiple packages and service. We're service-based. Not only can we produce podcasts, right? And our podcast packages, we offer three different packages. Those each have a title to them, right? And then for our brand strategy stuff, we offer different packages. And once again, they all have titles, like my brand probe, right? If somebody wants to work with me, we start with initial engagement, which I call the brand probe. And that is a hour and a half deep dive interview with me where I really get to know who they are, where they're trying to go, ask them a list of highly curated questions. And then I take that to write out the brand strategy. And then I make a recommendation for how I think we should move forward together. Versus like if I was a tech product, right? It could get super confusing because I got the brand probe, and then I got my squad package and my fire team package and the platoon package. And then, you know, if I do a consultant engagement over here on the side, like all that stuff is uber confusing versus just having a centralized focus on taking your tech product to taking your tech product to market. So I hope this makes sense to you all. What I'm gonna do is I'll include the link to the Mark Andreessen interview in the show notes. But again, this is something that you've got to learn and share and pass on because I don't want you, I don't want you getting confused and I don't want you confusing potential supporters of your venture because you just don't know the basics. And if you do know this already, right, and have something to contribute, I would love to hear from you because again, this is my first time talking about this distinction, I believe, on this platform. But I had April Dumford on my other podcast, Dog Whistle Branded, where I really go deep into brand strategy and product strategy and stuff. I'm actually listening to a, it's called Strategizer or something, an audio book around product strategy, just to continue to educate myself on this stuff. But I, I yeah, man, I want y'all to be successful. I got some good recommendations for you too. Start Small, Stay Small by Rob Walling. Great book. Now, the difference between this book and some of the other ones you're going to see out there is Rob Walling is really focused on bootstrap SaaS founders. So software as a service, once again, these are the common products that y'all are using. These are the things that are taking off because people, you know, love them. And he's got some great content around how to go to market with a tech product, how to bootstrap it. And I actually had him on this podcast. You may want to go back and listen to this episode. And I think this strategy I'm talking about too also applies to hard tech, which we haven't gotten much into. We've had one guest on hard tech, 
that's another area I want to dive into. And essentially hard tech is just physical technology products, right? So you think about like Nest, right? Nest, the learning thermostat, okay? So their company was Nest, okay? The product is, the category is learning thermostat, but that was their product, right? They, the Nest, right? So before them, you know, you would move into a home, you never really bought an outside thermostat. It just kind of came with the home or wherever you were renting. And then Nest all of a sudden comes on the scenes and they introduced this new product, the, the Nest learning thermostat, and it's just kind of taken off to the races, right? You think the same thing with Apple, right? So Apple introduces the iPhone. Now, here's the interesting thing, right? Apple had already been known for like tech. They were freaking off to the races, right? Already a successful company. But, and because of that, because they offered so many different products already from the Macintosh, I think it was iMac at the time, they offer all these different products. And so under their umbrella, the iPhone is just another product for them but they have a whole team of support built around that. So I want you to just kind of be observant as you kind of just are out and about in the world. I want you to examine the different tech products that are on your phone, that are on your computer, and even just go on their website and just learn a little bit about how they position themselves. You know, Square, right? I think it's Square. Square, which is like a point of sale system where, you know, you get a lot of vendors that use their products, right? My girlfriend, she works at um, she has her own company, Sincerely Bade, which we're about to rebrand, but she's always working on the weekends at different pop-up markets and stuff. And so she was using the square stand. So people come, they charge their cards, et cetera, right? For the longest time, the company was named Square. Now, what are they called? Like Block or something, but they started out as Square. And so it's all around us, right? Again, it's a non-obvious insight, but now that you know, right? This is going to dictate your strategy moving forward. So I hope this podcast was helpful. If I confused you, or if you have more questions, please feel free to reach out to me at mike.stedman at bunkerlabs.org or message me directly on LinkedIn at Iron Mike Stedman. I need to get a newsletter out. It's been a while since I've got one out, but maybe I should write about this right here because, um, you know, it can get a little, like I said, confusing to people, but once you see me kind of write it out and share some examples of it, I think it'll make a lot more sense. And I'm looking forward to teaching this to some of you all as I drop in on your veterans and residents, cohorts, or the breaking barriers and entrepreneurship workshops, you know, get this kind of information out. I actually think I'm going to start making some more, I don't want to call them like YouTube videos, but pull up some slides and start articulating some of this stuff because this is my jam. I love strategizing. I love branding and I love being able to share what I'm learning on platforms like this, man, because again, I feel blessed to be in the space that I'm in. Um, it's very hard. It's very challenging. And I know y'all are just entering it yourselves, or maybe you've been at it a while and you need some support. So it warms me up to be able to come on here and provide some of that, especially those of you that aren't in these uh, metropolitan areas. You find yourselves out in the sticks, but still feel supported. So I appreciate y'all. As always, thank you for tuning in. And until next time, peace, love, and have a great rest of your week.